Good to see you all here this morning. Morning, Dave. <laughs> yes, this is one. <laughs> well, uh, I don't see any birthdays listed. No, no birthdays. A quiet month. Okay. Well, here we are towards the end of July already. And the days are getting shorter. But that's okay. It's all in God's plan. Uh, I don't think we have any announcements that we have to pass on. So, uh, I'll tell you what. Why don't we open with our first hymn? Hymn number two. Come thou fount of every blessing. Let's stand and sing number two. We do have uh, some... I know, I know. They're not supposed to be doing that. No, 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 right. Oh, okay. All right, okay. As long as they don't breathe on each other. Yes. But that's all right. Well, looking at our joys and concerns, Nasty has passed some notes on to me here, and, and let me uh, uh, read these to you. They may be in our ministry guide, but uh, it doesn't hurt to hear them again. Mike Gerbery. His surgery went well. He's resting. Uh, he rested that night uh, better than he has for a long time, Nancy has written here. What, what was Mike's surgery? I don't recall anymore. Ah. Wow. Did, I'm sure you didn't all hear that. Uh, 51 years old, and he, they had to open his, uh, the spacing. Yeah, he needed some head space. So he had to open that up and uh, to alleviate the pain, and it, it evidently has worked. So that's, that's, that's very good news. Jim Dobb, he does not have a torn rotor cuff, but inflamed nerve. So he's going to see a neurologist and uh, try and get that under control. Joel, Joel who? Joel, he does, he does have corporal tunnel and a pinched nerve. So he's going to see a neurologist. So we're going to go from there. Thank goodness that you're getting some, some diagnosis. Yeah. Harry Patrick, that's Loretta's, Loretta Blatt. Loretta Blatt's brother, he has cancer, so we're to pray for him. Harriet Kreiser, he's in the hospital with bowl, bowl, bowel obstruction. He's also, uh, uh, Harriet is Loretta's sister. And Elaine Weidman, unfortunately she has a fast-growing brain cancer which does not sound good, so we need prayers for her. And her husband, Larry, uh, this is good news. Let's pray that he will receive Christ as his Savior. He has congestive heart failure. So good news is that we can pray, and hopefully Larry will come to see, receive Christ. Donna Lefevre Hoover. Stage four pancreatic cancer. So all these people uh, we need prayers for. Nancy, do you have others that you'd like to share with us at this time? I think we got them all? Okay. Anyone else have anything they'd like to share? Yeah. Yeah, we overlooked those. We overlooked praises. Uh, Okay, Jamie Barth is back to work. Okay, she, she, uh, she, yeah, yeah, she's a tough bird, I'll tell you. 
whoa. And Jim Meyer, I understand, is uh, progressing, doing well. Okay. And okay, okay, going good, good. Just an update on my brother. Uh, he is home from the hospital. Uh, I told you last week he fell off of a ladder. Broke his arm in two places, broke his elbow, broke his jaw. They operated on his jaw. I thought he broke it right here. They operated across this way, I guess put it back together. Uh, I saw him yesterday. Oh, my gosh, does he look terrible. <laughs> he, he is home. Uh, I never saw such bruising in all my life. But has his jaw wired together. And uh, he's wearing a vest. And I said, what are you wearing a vest for? I thought he was wearing a vest because he, you know, sometimes they Velcro your arm to. They found out he broke a bone in his back. Not, not a significant bone, just, you know, probably one of the dorsal bones, you know, but he has to wear that to stabilize that. So, uh, yeah, he shouldn't be on a ladder. I guess he won't do that again. But anyhow, he's home. Uh, like I said, it looks, <laughs> looks terrible, but uh, at least he's home, so that's good. But he was in the hospital for eight days. So thank you for putting him on the prayer chain, and thank you for your prayers. I'm sure he appreciates that. Uh, does anybody have anything else they need to share or would enjoy sharing? Okay. Well, let's come before the Lord with prayer. Heavenly Father, we have so many things to come to you in prayer for. And sometimes we think, you know, God is so busy. These little things don't matter, but they really do. And they matter to you. And you tell us whatever our concerns are, you want to hear it. So we do come to you in prayer. We come to you for requests for healing, and we come to you for, for advice, really. What shall we do? Things don't work the way they used to work, Lord. As we get older, we know that things slow down. Things are harder to heal. So we pray for healing. We pray for your healing touch on all these people that we mentioned this morning. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our, our cries for help. Thank you, Lord, for knowing that you have the power to do whatever you wish. Our thoughts, our desires are not yours, Lord, but we still ask. And, Lord, not only for these individuals that we have our, our notes on here and our prayer ministry, but for Christians throughout the world, oh, such controversy, such such oppression. And we specifically pray for those in Nigeria, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for their faith. Thank you for their strong faith. Keep them in your hands, Lord. Stand between their oppressors and themselves and turn their oppressors away. Lord, they are strong believers. And we believe that you will rescue them from their, their plight. Not only them, Lord, but Christians throughout the world, even in our own country, Lord. Rescue them. Let them know that you care. And let them know that you are stronger than anything else on this face of this earth that can come against them. Thank you for that, Lord. We pray for our, also for our leaders, Lord. Bless them. Give them great wisdom and guidance, Lord. And we pray, Lord, most importantly, bring this country back. We pray for revival for the country, that they will return to you, return to your laws, your, your guidance, Lord. Please, Lord, we pray that we will return as a godly nation. So many things to pray for, Lord, but we are joyous because you are our God. You are our Savior. Thank you. And we do pray these things in your Son's holy name, Jesus Christ, 
our Savior, our wonderful friend. Amen. says uh, a lot about praising God and um, I really believe you cannot praise God too much and if you haven't started doing that all the time <laughs> praise the Lord from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. There's a whole bunch of verses. His praises will always be in my mouth. You know, I got some other stuff that gets in my mouth. You know what, Lord, I'm sorry. It ought to be praises to God. Praise the Lord. Well, we're talking about the kingdom of God. And once again, we proclaim that there is a kingdom, an unseen kingdom, a kingdom that is a thing in this world. To have a kingdom, you've got to have a king. We have a king, dear friends, we have a king. We have a king unlike any other king that ever has been or ever will be. This king is the great king. And this king is, is over a kingdom, a realm, a territory. That is, and the borders of that territory, the scripture says, are, are being enlarged. Or will it go? <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to read a verse. In fact, while I'm saying this, just, just turn back there to uh, Revelation about chapter 11, verse 15. Uh, Revelation chapter 11, we'll just read that again. And then what else besides a realm? What, what, what is a key thing in any kingdom? We proclaim a kingdom that has loyal subjects who honor the king. Who hear the king. Who seek to bless the king. Who wants the, the king's name to be exalted. That the king would reign forever. Here's, here's, here's what's going to happen. By the way, is everything of the kingdom of God no, 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 not, not yet. Don't say the things of darkness and of sin is God's kingdom because it's not. That, that is outside his kingdom. You sin a sin, yeah, you're, you're outside the kingdom. That's not in his kingdom. But there is coming a day, friends. Verse 15, Revelation 11 verse 15 says, Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven. By the way, there's a time to be quiet and to be and to be quiet in reverence before the God, before God. But that, like that song said, in loud praises. And there is some loudness going on in heaven. <laughs> He's worthy. Loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms, or that can actually be translated kingdom, but it's okay to translate it kingdoms of this world, whatever is of this world, however you divvy it down, or if you just take the world at one lump sum, it still is the same. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. I'm turning the page and I can't get the pages apart. apart. There they go. And he, that's this king, that's king over the kingdom, and he shall reign forever. And more than forever, 
He's going to reign forever and ever. So when you get to the end of forever, he's still going to reign beyond the end of forever. He's forever and ever. Let's pray a little bit. Father in heaven, we thank you. Who you are for your kingdom and how it is you have destined your only begotten son, the anointed one, the holy one, to be the king forever. And you shall make all of his enemies his footstool. And you will take and you will make this earth, which is too much on the enemy side, you will make this whole earth his footstool. And so, Lord, we look, we look for your kingdom to be increased, and the increase of his kingdom, there shall be no end, it says in Isaiah. Thank you, Lord, for that. And Lord, when we don't see that happening in the natural realm, Father, we pray that your kingdom come and yet your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we want, we have a, a heart's desire put there by the Holy Spirit, a heart's desire to see your kingdom dominate all things and the things of sin, and the things of darkness, things of the powers and principalities that have been turned back. And it's already been determined what's going to happen with that. And Lord, we just all we can say to that is hallelujah, Lord. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Father, once again, as we turn to your word, we pray that you help us understand and give us insight and perception that's beyond our intelligence and that's beyond our knowing, but that is not beyond the Spirit, the Holy Spirit working in our spirit to give us insight. And Lord, when someone asks, well, how do you know? Well, it's in God's word, and the Holy Spirit has helped me see it. Lord, may that be true of every single one of us. And may it, from day to day, happen until our body quits breathing. <laughs> and then we'll see more than we ever saw in the first place. Thank you, Lord. Bless us in this service, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Okay, let's do, let's do a verse in Proverbs. Pro, Proverbs where? Proverbs, yeah, Proverbs 9, verse 10. Proverbs 9, verse 10, one verse there. Just to remind you that this is in here. We live in a world, friends, that the kingdoms of this world don't, do not know what this verse says. And they don't understand it, and they don't have a clue. If you don't have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, receive him for what he did on the cross for you in your place, and say, Lord, come into my heart, be my Lord, be my Savior. If you haven't done that, you don't really see what's in this verse. Proverbs 9, verse 10 it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Some people, well, that doesn't really mean to be afraid. No, no, no. There's an aspect of this means to be afraid. Don't go giving me that stuff. That, oh, it doesn't mean, really mean to be afraid. No. This is like an electrical panel. That was what I was going to say. Sounds like an electrical panel to me. You don't just stick your hand in the electrical panel. 
No, you need to say, yeah, there's more power in there than I want to connect to this way. And there's a dimension about the wisdom of God. Thank God. Ooh, there I am. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, it's the beginning. If you if you think I had a family years ago, I I probably have told you about this family. They. They come every Sunday and every Sunday and every Sunday and they finally said, we want to be baptized. And I go, oh, and I baptized them. And that was the last Sunday I ever saw of them because they thought that once they were baptized, that's all there was and that's it. And they quit coming. What they did is what a lot of people think and sort of, you know, that's, they will still keep coming, but in their heart they shut down. But when you see this mighty, mighty, mighty God, so what kind of might does it take to cause the sun to come up in the morning? <laughs> okay, can you do that? No, I can't do that. What kind of God does it take to cause evaporation from of the earth to form clouds and to bring forth Rain and thunder and lightning. I can't do that. There's so much I can't do. I'm, you know, I'm pretty powerless compared to all of that. This is a powerful God. And having the understanding that this God, who reigns from heaven, that he's a powerful God. And he truly is God. He is Lord over all. He is king over all. That's the beginning of wisdom. Once you wake up to that, you're just not as likely to do as much foolishness as I did before, you know. And you, you know, you are not just going to do as it's the beginning of wisdom. And then the rest of the verse says, and the knowledge of the Holy One. Now, some translations just say holy, but I really believe it's right when it says to make, make that a person. Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And, you, you know, you say, well, I understand a lot. You know, Samuel and I can tear computers apart. We understand a lot. Oh, you know, aren't we? Understanding. Understand. How do you understand? Well, you can understand that Jesus is Lord, he's Savior, he's King, and still not really understand. You can understand it, but not understand. Let's go back to Psalm 2. Psalm 2 talks about the whole world not understanding. He said it ahead of time. In Daniel, it talks about how things are, there's a part of this that's going to get worse and worse. By the way, that, that verse back there, huh, I got another one in mind too already. That verse back there in Revelation, Handel put that in the Messiah, that's actually part, that verse is part of the, uh, the Hallelujah Chorus. 
Here's another passage that's in Handel's Messiah. Psalm 2. Why do the nations, you can also say Gentiles, why do the nations rage and the people plot or imagine a vain thing? Why are people running around with these goofy ideas? Especially people aware, away from the Lord, do that. If you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, what are you going to do? Yeah, goofy and strange and unusual and stupid. And, and what, are, what do you have to motivate you and to direct you? A carnal, sinful nature. And if if you don't do all sin, 100% sin, there's still going to be sin scattered uh, like a, a debris field through your life because of sin. The kings of the earth set themselves. By the way, if these kings don't know the Lord and if they do what it says in Romans, they don't want to keep God in their mind, get God out of my mind, I, want, I don't want anybody around talking about God. Don't you dare talk about God. And for crying out loud, don't pray in school. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, against the Lord, against the Lord and his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds, their bonds, th who's there? There is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's a constraining thing to try to keep people back from sin, away from sin, out of sin. But these want to go into sin so they consider that restraint a bond. And let us break those bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. We don't want to be restrained. We want to do what we want to do. Because what? They don't even know they got a choice that they don't have to do sin. He who sits in the heavens, who's that? That's the great king, shall laugh. This is so... This is so ridiculous. This is stupidity gone to seed. This is overdosing on stupid pills. Why do people do these things? Well, you know, and I ask that about my own life before coming to Christ. Why did I do that stuff? I'm not going to tell you the stuff because it was bad. You know, I just got a testimony that get, got, God saved me, rescued me out of that stuff. But the Lord, the Lord, what? It is so ridiculous. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Now that. So there's mercy and truth. This is on the truth side. God balances mercy and truth. This is the Lord yeah, bringing derision to it. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath. By the way, the Lord is handing out grace and mercy and uh, compassion. I will stand in, in line all day <laughs> in that line. But there is another line, and people giving their hearts, by the way, what do you give your heart to? People giving their hearts to all the wrong things, and what are, what are they going to hear the Lord say? Oh, you know, I, I didn't really mean that you weren't supposed to sin. I didn't really mean it. No, no, no. He, God's not going to change his mind about sin. 
He's not going to change his mind about sin. He will speak to them in his wrath. That's talking about these kings up here in verse 2. He shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. You know, I've heard pastors, ministers, colleagues, friends say, well, you know, I would just never read that. I had a pastor tell me one time, I would just never, anything Revelation, I would never read it in church. No, no, he said, you know, there's too much, there's too much really terrible stuff. You know what? How much more will you appreciate the goodness of God when you discover that there is the wrath of God and you can escape <laughs> the wrath of God. My, my, you know, but that's conditional. And not everybody's going to escape the wrath of God. The ones that think that they are the kings and we don't need this God. We don't need him. We don't want him to be in our mind. We will do as we please on the face of this earth. And yeah, just don't even bring up God. No, God will speak to them in his wrath and, and distress them in his deep displeasure. But then verse 6 is a turning point in the passage. I will uh, declare a decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Now, what is this passage? This is a prophetic passage, a psalm pointing ahead to Jesus being born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit. He truly is man, yet he is the son of God. It says, what, what's his name here? You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance. What will happen? The kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he will reign forever and ever. And the ends of the earth for your possession. He's the one that prayed in the garden, Father, not my will, but yours be done. Not what I want, but Father, I want your will. Even if it means I have to die. That's what he was praying out there. You know that. And they came and arrested him. And they hauled him off. We're going to look at that in a, in a moment. Verse 9 says, You shall break them as with a rod of iron. You shall dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Yeah. So, so is that what you want in eternity? God bringing that kind of judgment to you? By the way, in judgment, always ask, Who's getting the wrath? Who's getting the mercy? Well, you know what? I want to be over on the mercy side when it comes to judgment. Verse 10 says, Now therefore be wise. What is the beginning of wisdom? <laughs> the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Serve, says, Now uh, therefore be wise, O kings. Come on, kings. Verse 2. Kings of the earth who set themselves against uh, the Lord and against his anointed. Come on, kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear. Wise if you have a fear of the Lord. And rejoice, rejoice with what? Trembling. Yeah, be Scared out of your wits and rejoice. I'll figure that one out. I think that's a whole sermon by itself. 
We're not going to do that one today. I could go down a rabbit trail or that, but I'm not going to. Verse 12, astounding, just amazing. This is about the king. Kiss the son, lest he be angry. And you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. For all the sin, and he dies on the cross, and people reject it. Now what, now what do you think is going to happen? So what is it saying? Now this is not uh, kissy, huggy stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I probably preached that somewhere along in my life, you know, kissy, huggy, nicey, nice. But there's parts of, there's too much else in the Bible. And you need to see that there is a turning of the heart to the one that you know his desire is to give mercy to those that ask for mercy. That's his desire. He wants to be known throughout eternity for being the merciful God, not the wrathful God that whatever. And so what will you do? Will you stay at a distance and be totally scared and uh, rejoice in trembling? Or are you going to move in and say, have mercy on me, my Lord and my Savior, my King. You are my King. You're my king. I want to serve you with my whole life. I want to serve you as you want me to serve you. I want to give myself to you. I want to give my heart to you and not give my heart to all the wrong things. And that, by the way, that's, that is a form of kissing the king. And so you, you need to have that picture the kings of the earth need to have that picture. Do they? <laughs> my, my. You know, you know, I'm something of a uh, history buff for World War II. I don't know why. You know, I think it's because my dad was involved in it. And uh, so there, there's these people that are in key leadership on, on both sides of that great war. 50 million people dying. So much unmercifulness made that war what that war was. Stalin swore that there was no God. Hitler says there's a God, but it's not the God of the Christians, nor is it the God of Jews. He, he despised the Christian God and the Jewish God. Winston Churchill, he was sort of religious, but never really into it. And then there, there's good, good old uh, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And yeah, he, he enjoyed singing hymns and all this kind of thing. But when it comes to politics, he says, I don't let religion interfere with my politics he says when it comes to politics this is a quote from him when it comes to politics I don't let my left hand know what my right hand is doing yikes suppose all of those people would have been Christians would there have even been a war And so when you get to the book of Revelation chapter, what was it, chapter 11, verse 15, and it says, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, we ought to go, oh Lord, bring it on. Because I wonder how many godless people sit in power and try to govern today and without the fear of the Lord, as atheists and as agnostics, 
without the fear of the Lord, where is the wisdom? Oh, you know, and so pray. Pray for the just supernatural wisdom to come from God for leaders. Because I look and I go, well, that was stupid. I think that was stupid. Lord, I'm not that smart, but it sure doesn't seem like they're doing very smart things. Anybody besides me? Yikes. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, I'll be glad. I'll shout along with the rest of them when the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. That he shall reign forever and ever. Go to, go to uh, quickly. Go to, go to, can you go quickly? <laughs> that's that's a, a clue to the, to the guy that's speaking. Isaiah chapter 40. Another passage from Handel's Messiah. Uh, and I'm not reading this whole chapter. Just the first part of Isaiah chapter 40. You know what's at the end of, of uh, Isaiah 40. Those that wait upon the Lord will be. We're not, we're not reading that part. But that's a good part at the end. Isaiah 40, starting with the first verse, it says, Comfort, yes, comfort my people. So when you hear about the wrath in chapter 2 of the Psalms, Psalm 2, realize that, that the mercy and truth here, there is a balance of mercy and truth in the Bible, and here's the mercy side. Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak com comfort, or the old King James says, speak comfortably to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her, her warfare is ended that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sin. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill shall be brought low, the crooked places shall be made straight, the rough places smooth, and the thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Jesus said to those uh, as he walked the road, the dusty road, he said the kingdom of God is my, it's near, it's here. Is really the best translation I know how to do. And here it is saying the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. Are you flesh? I'm my flesh and blood. I'm going to see it. All flesh and blood will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Go to. Uh, let me get the right. John chapter 18. John chapter 18. So beyond the garden, here come the soldiers and they haul Jesus away. They imprison him. And one of the people he is put in front of is Pilate. John chapter 18, verse 33 says, Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Now here's a man with a humble heart. What is he going to say? He answers a question with a question. By the way, that's a good way to go to a humble place. It's just ask, and you get asked a question like, Are you the do you know how to do computers better than anybody else in town? And you know you're the best. It's a, well, so, so what does it mean to be the best working at computers? I'm just using that as an No, no. 
here's what Jesus says. Are you speaking for yourself about this, or did others tell you this concerning me? It's sort of saying, why do you even ask that? Pilate answered, am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priest have delivered you to me. What have you done? That they have drug you off and stuck in the middle of the night, for crying out loud, stuck you here. Jesus answered, now, let your heart hear this. Let your heart hear this. My kingdom is
really believe in in the true and living God. He and, and unless you do, what you are not.